0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Doable Discipleship. It's another Tuesday. I'm Doug Jones. And I'm Jason Wheeland, And we are two members of the Spiritual Maturity Team here at Saddleback. You may know that last week we were having a pretty sweet conversation with Greg Kokel, which was very fun. Uh, We turned it into a two-parter because Greg had a lot of good stuff to say and we didn't want to shut
1: that... No, we didn't want to say, hey, Greg, it's going. We were like, just keep it going. We'll just add this into it next week. Yeah. It was great. So, this is the second part of
0: that. I would call Uh, it the
1: thrilling conclusion.
0: Yeah. Uh, We're going to wrap up with some good essential skills uh, for an ambassador of Christ. We're going to wrap up with some doable steps and a lot of good things. Plenty of links in the show notes for this episode. So, enjoy the rest of this conversation with Greg.
1: I wanted to dive into the essential skills. The three categories. The three categories, yeah. right? So yeah. the three categories are knowledge, wisdom, and character. Yes, right? right. So first, with knowledge, I just wanted to, for each one of these, we're going to dive into like what we're getting at. With okay, these. sure. So starting with knowledge, so what kinds of knowledge does a person need in order to be an effective investor?
2: Well, I'm going to give you, um, I'm going to give you f- four kind of. St- Quick categories here. Okay. The knowledge is an accurately informed mind. Mm-hmm. That's the way we characterize it at Standard Reason. Okay. So, if you're going to be a good ambassador, you got a message to communicate and you got people you're going to interact with regarding the message proper. So, you better know what that message is. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You better know what the message is and be able to communicate the, 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 the facts of the message, so to speak, yeah. um, in a way that is um, understandable in the context of the current culture. Really important qualifier because the message doesn't change essentially, but the way we communicate it does uh, because the culture changes and the cultural sensibilities um, change change with it. And so what, what, I, uh, what I, I encourage people to think about is first an offense and a defense, and then answers and questions, okay? Mm. So under knowledge, you, Paul says, do not be taken captive by philosophy and empty deception according to the traditions of men rather than according to Christ, yeah. Colossians 2. Yeah. Paul's not concerned with philosophy proper. He's concerned with the philosophies of the world that substitute yeah. for the way Jesus saw the world. Yeah. He says, don't be taken in by that. So there's a defensive posture there. Yeah. Then, in second corinthians chapter uh ten verses three through five, he talks about another aspect of that. That's an offense, so we have to be careful with these worldly ideas not to be taken in by them ourselves, but we have to go further. We have to be casting down speculations Mm -hmm. and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God Mm -hmm. and take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. There I don't think he's talking about having pure thoughts. I mean, we should be having pure thoughts. That's a good idea. (laughs) But that's not what he means there. I think he means having thoughts that comport with an accurate view of reality. Mm -hmm. Truth contrasted to these lofty speculative theories that are raised up against the knowledge of God. Mm. So we have to go in and have some capability of tearing those things down, okay? So there's an offense and defense that uh, uh, vis-a-vis the ideas currently in the culture, okay? Whether it's materialism, and I don't mean going to the mall too often, although that may be a problem, but (laughs) I mean, uh, the idea that nothing but the physical world exists, Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of people that are taken in by that. The idea that uh, there's a lot of gender issues and sexual issues, I can do whatever I want with my own body, and I can define my gender. My, these are all very destructive concepts that are in the culture. Don't us be taken in by that, and we have to learn ways to address that so people don't think so much of those bad ideas that they are taken in by. Right, yeah. But then we have the answers and questions, okay? And the answers are just knowing the foundational stuff. It's one of the reasons I wrote uh, the story of reality. Yeah. We'll be yeah. talking about that tonight, yes. because with five words, God, man, Jesus, cross, and resurrection from beginning to end and everything important that happens in between, God at the beginning and the final resurrection at the end. This tells the story. It helps us to see how the big picture, the pieces of the big picture flow together. Which makes it
0: much more compelling when you see it. uh, I think it does, definitely.
2: Um, You know, everything started with God. He made everything, including man. And then man man got himself in a heap of trouble. And so (laughs) God initiates a rescue operation. And in this case... God rescues man. Man doesn't rescue himself. Right. He can't rescue himself. And this is very unique to the Christian story. And he does that by becoming a man himself in the person of Jesus. Jesus does something on a cross that determines what will happen to everyone at the final resurrection. Mm-hmm. So you have the uh, how the story began, how the story ends, and everything important that happens in between. Yeah. So Sounds there's, like a, a, there's a broad... Yeah. yeah. Somebody should write that down somewhere. All How the world began, how it is. That's right. I, man, I'm glad you mentioned that. I'll, I'll try to use that. Take a note. Yeah. So that's, um, but one of the reasons I, I wrote that is to give this characterization. Now, people have to buy my book to get it because there's other ways to get it. But the point is you got to have that kind of foundational sense of how it fits together. Yeah. Not just the gospel proper, Jesus died for your sins, but the bigger picture because that'll allow you to deal with some of these other challenges yeah. and help the Christian become confident of the coherence of our own view, okay? And so that's the answers, all right? But then you got to be aware of what the questions are. What are the current challenges? What are what is it that's keeping people in our culture or maybe the subculture that a person finds themselves in because yeah. my subculture is going to sure. be different than yours sure okay um, and so i mean i still say groovy and you probably don't even know what that means so well, but i say
1: groovy uh, frequently Greg. oh do you really okay it's coming <laughs> Jason's back an old soul. <laughs> i've been watching the brady bunch so uh, you know it comes all right out all right like,
2: yeah. <laughs> So anyway, the, we, we want to be uh, aware of what that w- the answers—the way we're giving the answers are addressing the questions that people are raising— in resistance to Christianity, and so that's the that's the knowledge capsule, so to speak, that we wanna we don't want to be taken in by the bad ideas ourselves. We want to be able to tear those down. We want to have a foundation of what we're representing as an ambassador, and then we want to be able to communicate that in a way that the the other side is going to take note of it because we're we're kind of plugging it into the questions that they're asking right now. Yeah. And the Christian worldview, the Christian view of reality, is big enough to address all of those concerns that people have. Yeah. What is the existential need? What are, yeah. what are people hungering for? We can yeah. answer that question. Mm. You, in, in your book, uh, The Story of Reality, you, you
0: use the analogy of a puzzle. And yes, I love we're, the we're, picture. Yeah. We, we've, we're huge fans of uh, the, the book, but especially this Thank puzzle you. idea. And you, you talk about how for a worldview to be tenable— all the pieces need to fit together That's right. rationally. And I, I actually have my
2: that. puzzle right here. Oh, is that this, right? Is, this is not for <laughs> today, but for this. this is for the talk tonight, <laughs> yes, you know, so <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is pretty beaten up. It's been around the world, you know, but uh, I took it for my daughters. Uh, it's a little one. It's my traveling version. But um, I asked the question uh, at the beginning of, of the book, what is Christianity? And and uh, it's not, it. it's a religion and it's a, it's a way of living your life and it's, It's a relationship. I mean, different ways that people characterize it. But I think the best way to characterize it, the more more full-throated way of putting it, is that Christianity is a picture of reality. Mm. It's a view of the way the world actually is. It isn't just a bunch of spiritual fantasies. The story doesn't start out once upon a time because it was not meant to be understood as a myth, okay? Now, that it's not a myth is something we need to defend. But let's understand at least the kind of— story it's presenting itself to be. Yeah. It's, it's meant to tell us the way the world actually is. Yeah. Oh, okay. So this is history. This isn't yeah. fiction yeah. when we're talking about Christianity. And the picture of reality is like a puzzle in that it's made up of different pieces. I just gave you five big ones, God, man, Jesus, cross, resurrection, right. a lot of more, a lot, lot of mm-hmm. smaller ones that are part of the puzzle. And um, if you don't have all of the pieces, the important pieces of the puzzle, obviously you're not going to get a full picture right. of reality. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a full picture of reality, that's kind of makes it difficult to live in reality for yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we have pieces of other worldview pictures mixed in with ours and we don't realize it. Yeah. So some Christians say they believe in reincarnation, and uh, they don't. I know that that person has never put his puzzle together. Right. Because there's no place for reincarnation to yeah. fit in our thing. It doesn't do any work for us. Well, yeah. karma is another big one these days. Yeah. Is karma that we, is yes, one. that yeah. one comes up a lot. Yeah. It Doesn't yeah. so fit it, in the puzzle. It's right? like it's like trying to put a carburetor on a computer. Yeah. Right. It th- These things don't go together. <laughs> yeah. But they don't know it doesn't go together because they haven't put the whole thing. Together, right. That's the idea of getting the the, the big picture, and then yeah. you see how these things work. So that's how the puzzle illustration works in yeah. here, and uh, we we want to have the story of reality fairly clear in our minds. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's
2: good.
0: Yeah, you made a point too that I that I love that I think is part part of the 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 total picture of why Christianity is compel. I mean, the reason why I'm a Christian is because I believe that this is the most. Uh, convincing and compelling picture of reality. And when I apply the principles of the faith to my life, I actually find that my experience in reality, not that things get easier, but that I actually feel like I'm it, like kind of interlocking myself right? with the of way course. God meant for things to work, but you said something a minute ago that I've also read uh, that Nancy Piercy has written and probably Schaeffer has as well. This idea we that were
2: both students of Schaeffer, by the way. Just interesting. Oh, well, yeah. I, I she maybe, became a Christian at Labrie, and I did yeah. visit Labrie, uh, uh You know, right around the same time, and I of course read all the books and everything like that. She so makes we both Labrie
0: just friends. seem like. I just want to go to there. Like it yeah. just sounds like the Shire. Like just a great yeah. Place. It's it's
2: not it's not Valhalla or anything <laughs> yeah. like that. It's just actually I drove drove through it a couple of times before I even realized it because oh, it's just a yeah. cluster of chalets yeah. up in Huemo, Switzerland, oh, okay. just up above the the Rhone Valley there. Yeah, it's it's nice. it's interesting, but it was really the ideas that were promoted there. And uh, anyway, I didn't want to well, cut your point. Yeah, but short. The, the, I was I was just kind of harking back to a point that you had made that
0: uh, one sign. Of a solid um, and tenable worldview is that it can account for other worldviews. Mm -hmm. That is, your world, a question I like to ask is, is your worldview big enough to accommodate others? Can others fit within? And you said a minute ago that Christianity is big enough. To deal with every area or every line of questioning, yeah, uh, th-
2: this this I think needs to be carefully qualified because um, it could be misunderstood. What what I'm referring to is the fullness of human experience can be encompassed by Scripture, right? Yes, and 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 by the when I say Scripture, I mean the view of reality that's characterized. Um, in Scripture. Uh, There's nothing important that's left out, okay? Um, One of the things that Nancy points out, for example, is that when you have other competing worldviews that are false, they have to leave pieces of reality out of their worldview, uh, 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 yeah, they have to deny pieces of reality because they don't fit right. in their worldview. So, um, someone like uh, one of the new atheists, Daniel Dennett, who, uh, who's a philosopher, says that consciousness, which is our own awareness of ourselves, mm-hmm. is an illusion. Yeah. Now, why does Daniel Dennett s- s- say something that's obviously false? Yeah, it's because there is no place for immaterial consciousness, in his worldview, so he's got to deny it. Mm -hmm. And we don't have to deny anything Mm -hmm. because it all fits in our worldview. And I want to go back to a point you made earlier, um, Doug, and that is that it it reminds me of something I told my daughter, my 13-year-old, but when she was about eight, and she was a baptized Christian at six, but she's now asking questions about not the what, but the why. And she said, Mm -hmm. Papa, how do we know that God is true is the way she put it to me. And so I'm thinking about it. I'm the apologist, right? I got to come up with the answers. <laughs> it's those but questions it, it, from kids, kids that are the hardest. Well, but. it's 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 a it's a the hard part was trying to communicate the message in a way that uh, she would understand it. So to throw the ball exactly. she could catch it. Right. And so I thought about it and then it crystallized in my mind and here's what I said. Very similar to what you said. I said, "Honey, the reason that we believe that God is true is because he's the best explanation for the way things are." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm because he's the best explanation for the way things are. And I realized when I said that, that this really captures the, my entire approach to making sense of Christianity to an unbelieving world. You want to have an explanation that fits everything? that makes sense of the world, the deepest uh, intuitions that we have about the world. The world is a place thick with morality, that human beings are different from everything else. They're distinct. They're especially valuable. We have human rights that are inherent in us. All of these kinds of things that we kind of take for granted, but don't fit in these other worldviews. They fit in Christianity beautifully, even the problem of evil. Yeah. Yeah. Which oh, of course. people think, oh, man, how do we deal with that? Well, it's not a surprise at all. Our whole story is about the problem of evil. Yeah. Yeah. Starts in chapter three and 66 <laughs> books later. If yeah. there was no problem of evil, we'd have no story. Yeah. Okay? So our story of reality encompasses all of reality. And this, I think, is just another way of saying that our story is actually true. Yeah,
0: that's great. Well, shall we move uh, on from
2: there and talk about wisdom a little yeah, bit? Yeah, sure. What do you say about So that? the first step was uh, knowledge and accurately informed mind. Wisdom is an artful method, and um, this entails what I've kind of been hinting at so far, the, the tactical maneuvering. It actually entails two things. Uh, one is the tactical maneuvering, and this is why I've, I've developed this in a very um, intentional fashion in the book Tactics, a game plan for discussing your Christian convictions. And the game plan itself is one tactic. There's about six tactics in the book to help you maneuver in conversations and to stay in the driver's seat, so to speak, mm. without being manipulative, without seeming controlling or anything like that, because that's not mm. what we're after, yeah. without getting in fights, yeah. just having friendly conversations. And that is using questions. Mm. And I call this the Columbo tactic because of Lieutenant Columbo from four decades ago. Oh, um, some. Young people don't know who that is, but it's amazing how durable that character has been as an icon in our culture, you know. And he's a guy who kind of comes into the crime scene, scratches his head, looks like he can't think his way out of a wet paper bag, you know, (laughs) mumbling to himself with his old trench coat on and a stub of a cigar. And uh, But he's the guy who gets the bad guy or bad girl, as the case may be. Uh, But he comes in under the radar asking all these questions. And so... uh, I take that as a as a as a MO, a modus operandi of a good ambassador. Let's just ask a lot of questions, but they're not stray questions, whatever. There's actually a pattern that that we teach in the tactics material. Mm -hmm. And the first two uses of Colombo, I have three of them. The first two are just gathering different types of information, mostly initially just figuring out what the person is about and also what they believe. So we're not giving them our beliefs right off the bat. We want to know what they believe. And then the next thing is we want to know why they believe it. And so those are the first two maneuvers. And if you, you, they're very easy to learn. And keep in mind, if you're asking questions, drawing somebody else out about what they believe and why they believe it. You're not really doing that much talking. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, you're it's not putting anything on the table that they can come after yeah. and try to beat you up for. Yeah. You know, it, so, you're not giving any bait. Yeah, no exactly. That. So there's, there's a tremendous amount of safety in this. And I think this is one of the reasons that people like it a lot. And this is the technique that allows them to do that gardening that I was talking about. Yeah. And uh, maybe put a stone in someone's shoe just to get them thinking a little bit. You don't yeah. have to worry about closing the deal. So that's one aspect of the wisdom uh, an artful method is maneuvering with questions, yeah. and the other aspect is I, I just I'm just going to call it clarity, uh, only because it's the best word to describe this. Christians talk funny, mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, In and entire I entire language say, stop doing that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like like religious noise to people. Yeah, and uh, it's like when you go on the airplane and you you know with the, what does the flight attendant say? Say she says blah, 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 you know? (laughs) It's flight attendant noise. Um, Unless you go on Southwest Airlines, you know, and then you hear something a little different, right? It's like, hi, everybody, sit down, shut up, I got something to say to you. (laughs) (laughs) Right? we're here, (laughs) yeah, Yeah, that's right, it's different. We're here, get out, you know? They they just have a different style. (laughs) Yeah. So, and the same thing here, if we are Christians and we come off with the same old, same old religious noise, then we are not going to persuade people because they're not listening to us. Mm -hmm. They don't know what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. And so I encourage, Christians to, as I put it, watch their language. Yeah. Watch and i are not out. talking about Yeah, I'm not talking not about profanity. About, yeah being profane, I don't want people to be profane, but it's not uh, what I'm talking about. I'm talking about all those religious things that you say, all those words that you use, um, get rid of them and find synonyms for them. So on our website, there's a short piece that I wrote called Watch Your Language, and Mm -hmm. I give my synonyms. See, I don't talk about faith anymore. I talk about trust.
0: It's like Christian thesaurus. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's (laughs) right.
2: I talk about trust. I don't talk about my faith, beliefs. I talk about my convictions, Mm -hmm. okay? I don't talk about sin. I talk about rebellion. A I'm not trying to soft-sell the sin. I'm trying to give it a word that gives it more teeth, so to speak. I I don't talk about relationship with God. I talk about friendship with God. Mm. Now, these are all synonyms. We're still talking about the same thing. But these words have a freshness to them that our our other way of talking about things just simply does not anymore. So I don't talk about Jesus Christ. I talk about Jesus of Nazareth. I'm not a Christian. I'm a follower of Jesus. Mm. So I'm trying to avoid all the negatives in the language but still convey the same substance. And and help people to listen to me. So yeah. under the area of wisdom, an artful method, I'm gonna be using questions to maneuver in conversation, hopefully put a stone into people's shoes, and I'm gonna use I'm gonna talk like an ordinary person. Yeah. I'm not yeah. gonna talk like a religious nitwit. Yeah. Yeah. And I only say that because that's what they think. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's what they're thinking when they right. hear it. Oh man. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> and why
0: should you why should you undercut the process with something as simple as just choosing the wrong words. If you can remove these little barriers for people, I heard Andy Stanley say one time, and I thought he put it really well, he said, we Christians can become so insensitive simply with the words that we choose to use with people. We just, we, we, and this is probably true for Christians who have been Christians for a long time, is we lose our ability to speak in common language, because Mm -hmm. we've been in, because even though Christianity, as you said, is can be called many things. One of those things is Christianity can become a subculture unto yeah. itself, where we lose touch, and therefore we actually stop speaking a common language mm-hmm. with the people that we're
2: actually trying That's to right. reach. That's right. I, personally, I think it should become a subculture in, in the sense that it has different values and it's uni- right. unique yeah. to fidelity to Christ. Certainly. But if that means that our language is just us talking to ourselves, I don't even think we understand what we're saying to each other Very much often. of the time. That's true, yeah. <laughs> well, we hear the right words, and, and all it tells us is— okay we 're part of the same group. you are a card carrying member of whatever it is that we do, yeah. but we 're not communicating okay and so this is the concern that I have i want I want people yeah. to get kind of past that kind of thing and and uh, and 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 just have genuine communication with people by the way um, this is one of the most difficult things for Christians to do mm. is to change the way they talk. Mm. It is so hard for them, yeah. And especially pastors. Ministry. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I mean, I'll give this talk and I'll make this point at somebody else's church. And when I get down, the pastor say, Oh, man, that ministered to me so much. Praise the Lord. <laughs>
1: what a blessing. Right? <laughs> what a blessing, brother. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. And I'm, shut up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you, weren't, you weren't
0: paying attention, were you, Pastor? Yeah. Okay. When you come off from the talk then I'm just going to go, Nice job. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. I'll just leave it yeah, at Yeah. Nice Not job. Great. You can say, <laughs> Right on. Yeah. Far out, groovy. Oh, groovy. Uh, that, yeah. works. Ah, good. <laughs> that works. That works for Jason back in the yeah. conversation. Groovy. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's um, great.
1: so the third piece is character.
2: That's right. So we have knowledge and accurately informed mind, wisdom and artful method, and character is an attractive manner. So nice alliteration for those three things. You can yeah. find them on our website. The, an attractive manner, and here is where I think Christians um, fail. Uh, they they fall off one side or the other in this regard. They're either, and I'll put it very simply, either too naughty or too Which nice, nice. Yeah. okay too naughty or too nice yeah. some christians look like they've been weaned on a pickle you know they just and i have to watch about this myself because i can be crabby i can be grumpy i can be complaining you know i'm yeah. southern california drivers drive me nuts yeah. and so you know i just have to be ha, glasses half empty not half full that kind of deal yeah. and this is if we are not attractive to other people Huh. Other people won't be attracted to us. Duh. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. And so part of what we have to ask as ambassadors is what are the vibes I'm giving off? And am I giving off like a grumpy vibe Mm. or am I looking for a fight? You know? Yeah, chip on the um, shoulder kind of thing. Yeah. Well, you know, Paul says it says the, the Lord's bondservant should not be quarrelsome, but mm. patient when wronged. Mm-hmm. The passage in First Peter chapter 3 that says that we should defend the faith says, yet with gentleness and reverence. Yeah. Oh, how'd that get in there, you know? Because <laughs> yeah. the apologist types sometimes are the more uh, yeah. bellicose, you know? All yeah. right, let me add kind them. Of
1: <laughs> so
2: in this case, the text itself tells us, mellow out. Okay. Yeah. And, and don't be, don't be hard and harsh like that. And I think using the tactical approach where we asking questions helps us to avoid that. I think we can say some, some things like, you know, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, Or, you know, I could be wrong about this, but let me give you my point of view and I want to hear what you have to say about it. A lot yeah. of Christians think that if they say they could be wrong about it, that's almost like admitting they are wrong. But why do I say I could be wrong? Because I could be wrong on all kinds of things. In yeah. fact, I have been wrong on a few things yeah. in my lifetime, you know, <laughs> and even spiritual theological things. That's called spiritual growth. Yeah, yeah. So why can't we be up front with other people and in the process of a conversation, uh, just say, you know, I could be wrong about this, um, but blah, 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 and sure. then say, and yeah. then that opens the door for you if you're on the other side of the table from me, Jason, yeah. to uh, to say... Oh wait well,' here's, here's my thinking about it, and, and you'll feel like there's a there's a, you're getting a hearing it's an opening yeah. to engage
0: that's yeah exactly
2: exactly right. Yeah. And you feel
0: like you're talking to a human being who's just yeah you're just having a conversation yeah. yeah
2: there is, I think a lot of inappropriate dogmatism among Christians that other people see and it bothers them yeah. You think you're right and everybody else is wrong and well on the one hand, uh, if I believe something, I do believe it's right I mean that's why I believe it. Yeah, you know yeah. if i didn't believe it was right i wouldn't believe what i believe i believe something else and <laughs> yes, believe exactly. that was right you <laughs> yeah. know kind of thing so yeah. but but at the same time if if we we, we want to hold our convictions with the 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 strength that our kind of justification allows i mean sometimes we take a long shot mm-hmm. and we could be mistaken and we're not sure so we, we should say that other things i'm not budging on because they're so central and so foundational and i'm so convinced persuaded of their truth sure. that I, i'm not gonna yeah well but theoretically i could be mistaken i don't think i am and you're gonna have to you're gonna have to show me r- really well that yeah. i am so so i'm not saying being wishy-washy here but being Open to engage. Not, we don't want the blinders on. We don't want to be narrow-minded, yeah. have our, our, our perspective narrowed yeah. so we can't look and see other options and assess them. Okay, that's not a good thing to do. Yeah. So that's the too naughty part. Okay, but um, sometimes we're too nice, and I already made reference to this. Oh, I'm just going to be really nice and love people. and and In other words, I'm never going to say anything that's going to ruffle anybody's feathers. Mm. Well, the problem is if you don't ruffle somebody's feathers with the ideas that you're advancing, you are not going to be able to communicate the gospel. And without communicating the gospel, you are doing them no good. Mm. Okay, because the gospel is offensive. It is a, a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. Yeah. Jesus got himself killed because of that, okay? And and the, the Christian blood has been shed ever since mm. out of fidelity to the gospel. So we, we need to Speak the truth, and there are lots of ways to do that, and this is why we have tactical approaches and stuff and and uh and I think Rick is particularly good at the way he communicates in language that people can understand um but but we, we can't we- we can't avoid for the sake of peace the controversial parts of the gospel. so let me bring this last one together in in a kind of an aphorism and and uh it it kind of just captures both sides of this here's the way it goes. The gospel is offensive enough. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <it's> already <laughs> yeah. pretty hard, just the way it is. Yeah. You know the basic. Don't add any more don't offense it to up. it. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't make it harder on people. Yeah. Okay. However, here's the dividing line: we cannot remove the offense that's inherent to the gospel. Once we've done that, we're wasting our time sitting here. Yeah. It's, Pretty nice day out here in Southern California. Let's go out and enjoy it. Why are we wasting time? You know, Sunday morning, whatever. Let's just do something else. If um, if if we take the guts out of the gospel, we try to make it kinder, kinder and gentler, which a lot of people are trying to do nowadays, Mm -hmm. and they do it by removing the heart of it. They got nothing left. They got a bunch of nice people. That's it. The world is filled with nice people who will stand before God and give an accounting for their life and that will not be be a pretty picture yeah. okay mm-hmm. we have something different we have been handed a baton uh, a baton that's been handed down for 2000 years it's called broadly the great commission yeah. to be disciples of Christ and discipleship in my view is a learning process that allows us with regards to the world to be ambassadors mm-hmm. for Christ as though God were speaking through us knowledge wisdom character knowledge an accurately informed mind wisdom an artful method and character an attractive manner that's mm-hmm.
0: good. So you've told us today stop thinking about whether you're supposed to be an ambassador or just recognize that you are already oriented. are that's right and what you've been telling us is how we can um, how we can best fulfill the role that we have already been given right is that right right let's talk a little bit about some doable steps that people can take that's one of the hallmarks of our show is making sure people know that there are some simple next steps they can take either mm-hmm. to learn more or to put
2: what they've learned mm-hmm. into action so um, do any do any Simple next steps come to your mind that people well, can take. Well, yeah, and it, this goes back to, back to the model, okay, because this is what I did with my own life. Hmm. I thought, okay, I already am a, an ambassador. And just letting that thing sink in, and you put it so well, Doug, we already are ambassadors. That's, that's a first practical step. Huh, yeah. I'm yeah. communicating Except right now. Yeah. Okay, where am I? Am I with my family? Am I in church? Am I w- with uh, coworkers or I'm with buddies? Am I texting? Am I responding on a Facebook? Am yeah. I, what am I, what am I saying about my God through my behaviors and words right now? That is, mm, to me, yeah. is an extremely practical step right there, yeah. okay? And then I use the knowledge, wisdom, character kind of motif to assess engagements I have with people. So after I've been with somebody else and I've talked with them Mm -hmm. and I can drop back a minute and say, Hmm, that didn't go so well. What went wrong? Mm. And it's probably going to be in one or more of those three areas. Maybe I just didn't—I I wasn't up to snuff in my understanding of the truth or my understanding of their ideas. Yeah. Okay, maybe that's what. So maybe yeah. I need to bone up a little bit more there. Yeah. Um, maybe, um, maybe it was my engagement that I, 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 and. I wrote the book in tactics almost ten years ago, and I still got to remind myself to ask questions because mm-hmm. I, I I want to tell people what I know. Right. Oh, here's where you're wrong. Yeah, here let me. <laughs> that's you. I'll let let me tell me, you why that. I'll is, tell you why that's not going to work. You <laughs> yeah. know, so um, that's my kind of critical mind like thing that. going on there. It does. It and sounds a lot like Doug. I get yeah. in trouble. <laughs> you can ask my why. Well, see, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. So it's got a liability, but uh, fortunately, I found a way to make a living at it. Hey, you know, good <laughs> so, for you, so, man. That i that out. So, uh, so what I sometimes have to remind myself is uh, to do is uh, stop talking, ask a question, yeah, let them talk and yeah. listen. Okay, so maybe that's where I fell short in that situation. Um, my, I'm pretty good with the language thing. Um, I, I, I've disciplined myself now, so to stay away from that, pretty good. So that's usually where I'm not going to fall down. But I could get grumpy. Yeah, I could be it's a little argumentative. Yet, um, <laughs> sure. We have a tactic. Uh, in the book called steamroller and it's uh, that's you don't want to do that <laughs> you want to defend against those people yeah. but sometimes I'll steamroller which is an interrupter yeah. you know mm-hmm. I actually had a major league steamroller right on, oh right sorry <laughs> right on campus here a, a number of years ago during a a, a, a a session I was teaching on Wednesday nights on apologetics mm-hmm. and it was a visitor a non-christian that came in and just went after me wow. and it was kind of interesting because uh, then I was able to use my technique with that individual but it happens everywhere, you know. Yeah, it can yeah. happen in church. It can happen. You never know where you can run into people that are on the other side of your views, and then won't let you talk. Yeah. But sometimes that's us. Yep. You know, and so I, I got to see, am I steamrolling? Am I creating a problem in that way? Mm. Um, mm. So maybe, or maybe I just wasn't straightforward about the truth of the gospel when I needed to be, yeah. okay? Doesn't mean we have to, you know, give them fire and brimstone every time we 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 talk about Christ, but we yeah. don't. Jesus talked about the bad news more than he, more than he did the good news. And by the way, so did virtually every single person that preached the gospel in the book of Acts. Yeah. Nobody... Talked about God's love in the book of Acts. Did you know that? Hmm. That God's love is not mentioned a single time in the book of Acts. The hmm. word does love doesn't even appear there. If you look at the preachments, there are like thirteen times the gospel is preached. They never led with that concept. Hmm. They talked about something else. And I'm not going to tip my hand here. I'm just you guys and the and viewers, <laughs> listeners can can check it out themselves. Just yeah. speed read and look at this until you get to a place where the gospel's preached. First one is in Acts chapter two hmm. and just see what was said. Hmm. What was the message that was being communicated that people responded to. And I think folks will be generally surprised. Mm -hmm. So we should not shrink back from being straightforward about the truth of the gospel, and sometimes maybe that's where we falter.
0: steamrollers can actually cause you to retreat a little bit that way. If you get in a conversation with someone who's taking a very argumentative approach, it's easy as as the believer in the conversation to want to retreat a little bit, soften your position. Uh, When someone rises up, depending on your personality right. type, you can sometimes shrink. That's right. But there's— it, That's what they want you to
2: do anyway. That's the right move, right. That's yeah. what they're after. They exactly. they want to shut you down, push you back, and whatever. And, and that's where so, great
0: questions can be a perfect— yeah. I mean, that's— <laughs> You talked about our friend Jesus earlier. Yeah. Um, questions were one of the hallmarks of his ministry with people yeah. jesus jiu jitsu right. people totally. you know they came at him and he completely redirected That's their right. momentum and they're like wait, 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 <laughs> what just that. happened right. yeah. yeah what just happened yeah.
2: yeah. 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 Perry, parry parry <laughs> <laughs> right right yeah, um, yeah. he's so really good at it. so there's a couple of practical so things that i i think people yeah. can do or or just um, it, when I give the talk on the Colombo tactic, for example, um I close with um if you don't remember anything from this talk, always remember this. take a tip from lieutenant Colombo mm-hmm. and always ask questions yeah you know so if if they don't remember all the particulars and details if they if your listeners and viewers just keep in mind, all right, in a tough spot, ask a question yeah. ask a question yeah it gives you it buys you time mm-hmm. it gives you um it's polite. It, yeah. it, it hopefully will give you more information yeah. about what a person believes or why they b- believe it. Um, it's, it's never a mistake to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And it uh, oftentimes can rescue um, an otherwise difficult circumstance, oh, yeah. you know, conversation.
0: That's really good. Uh, we've got a couple thoughts here as well. I, I want to I urge people to check out the Story of Reality book as if we haven't already done this on the show <laughs> enough. Go you and heard get it this. It you want to make it really right, my square again. to the camera there. Yeah. So there we, yeah. now we got the audio. We'll, in we'll the book. pull in on it. <laughs> we'll pull in on it. And uh you can you can find that on the STR website. Yes, str.org. Uh, which will right. be linked in the show notes. Uh if you go to saddleback.com slash books, we've also got it there and you we'll link off to where you can buy that as well. Um Greg, can you talk a little bit of, uh, you have a uh a version of this is condensed a little bit that they can also get. Will you just touch oh, on that Oh, yeah, briefly? you know,
2: it's right okay, over there. Jason, do somebody wants to grab tally-ho. it. Uh, sorry, I should have brought it over here. Or something. <laughs> yeah,
1: okay. <laughs> there it is. It's you not just always about production right value. So
2: the story of reality starts with God and ends with the final resurrection. So yeah. it's uh, the subtitle, as you referred to earlier, yeah. um, Jason, is uh, How the World Began, how the world ends, and everything important that happens in between. So it's from yeah. beginning to end. You get the big story. Yeah. But the last few chapters, there's four or five chapters at the end that that really focus in on what we would consider the gospel proper, okay? Mm-hmm. Jesus, God come to earth in, in, in the God-man, Jesus, the rescuer is the what I call him there. So again, to avoid the—not um, savior, but rescuer. Yeah, the stereotypes. It, the yeah, it, the it, again, it's this is— to, I just love that word, rescuer, yeah. because it's, oh, it has yeah. so much... It's very
0: evocative. I love it. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Yeah. and Plus, I, I'm glad that he rescued me, so this yeah. is all part of it. Uh, I talk about God coming to Earth and the rescuer and, and, the, and the trade that he makes, yeah. which is substitutionary atonement. I call yeah. it the trade. Um, and then I talk about the resurrection as an historical fact in history, and there are some evidences that are in there. It's, the chapter's called Four Facts. Yeah. And then I talk I have a ch- chapter called Trust, which is the chapter on faith. Mm-hmm. And I explain what genuine biblical faith is and why the evidence matter. So this is all in one in one cover, under one cover, and yeah. the title is trades on the earlier one that it's taken mm-hmm. out of, it's called The Story of Why God Died. Mm-hmm. And came to life again. Yeah. So uh, there's a little uh, story of franchise working here. Uh, maybe <laughs> I, I don't know. But I love this little book because my favorite part of the story of reality was the, the was the, the, the last portion, which is embodied in the smaller book. And yeah. this is a quick read. You can read this in an hour, even if you're a slow reader, which I am. Um, you, it's uh, it's a, it's only it's four bucks. You know, it's it's yeah. it's a, a you go down to Starbucks, you can't even get one of those frappe <laughs> yeah. slappy mocha things for that price. So it's yeah, a yeah. great it's a great price point, but it's really meant to focus in in a in a careful way. You get a clear picture of what Jesus did, why he did it, a substantive picture, yeah. and one that's appealing. I think you you read the book, you know that there's a narrative feel to this. It yeah. it just flows nicely like a story, and uh, uh, if you have people that are close to you that you want to understand the, this part of the story, and you've been faltering a little bit and making it coherent to them, yeah. you know, the story of why God died and came to yeah. life again is... Uh, um i think the ticket for that situation it's, it's a
0: huge value for our people this is the this is the part of the
2: story that they need that we
0: each need to be able to communicate as clearly and compellingly yes, as possible. Absolutely. So, so pick up this little book. We'll link to that in the show notes. And this as
2: well. one's only available right now at, at str.org. Yeah, it's we'll Stand Stan it. website. You know, mm-hmm. it just we just it just came out two weeks ago, and so this is the yeah, only place that has it, it at great. the moment. Yeah,
0: great yeah. timing for Easter as well. Yeah, I agree. All right, uh, I also want to encourage people to check out uh, Greg's book called Tactics, which we'll link to as well in the show notes. That's a that's a great one to just give people some. Some basic training on how to actually mm-hmm. have these conversations yeah. with people. So I want to encourage and there's a to do there's that.
2: also training material like a video training tool that goes with it and a workbook you can get on Amazon. So if you got a group of six or eight ten people, watch the video, do the workbook. Well, you guys know how that works because yeah. you guys your community okay. does that kind of stuff a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so that but that's a good training tool for groups.
0: Yeah, Jason, you want to talk about class four hundred one real quick?
1: One of the things we offer. Yeah. Yeah we also want to encourage you, if you have not taken class 401, if you haven't taken any of the classes, go back and start with 101. But class 401 particularly, um, it, it, it deals a lot with how to share your story. So it teaches you kind of how to navigate your own testimony as a way of talking with other people. So, so as you are talking with your neighbors, as you're talking with people, how to relate your own story and right. point people back to coming to church or point people back to what Jesus did for you and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So take Class 401. Saddleback.com slash class has all the dates and, and, and for campuses that are doing it. So make sure to do that. Also want to say, uh, go read Acts 2 this week because we talked about it earlier. Yeah. Why not go and read Acts 2? Get in the Bible.
0: Yeah. Well, go. that that brings me to like the last thing I think I want to talk about which is um and I think Greg you I think you'll back me up on this that we as Christians need to keep doing we need to keep living out and investing personally in our own walk with Christ. Right. You talked earlier about this ambassador idea and how really it's it's what we're communicating to others Part of that is what we're actually embodying in ourselves, right? right? Yeah.
2: How is Christ embodied in us? Well, it's incarnational, Yeah. okay? It's not just a, a set of rules that we follow. It's the kind of people we're becoming, which yes. is why I like the ambassador way of talking about it, yeah. because ambassador is a kind of person yeah. and entails these different areas of development and their virtues that are attached to that. In fact, if you go to our website there, uh, I put together a list of 10 virtues with their explanations huh. of what a good ambassador represents. The first one is an ambassador is ready. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I have a, p- a sentence that describes what that means. Cool. And, uh, and just write on down. It re- I, I, I came up with it because I, I used to be a Boy Scout many back in the late Pleistocene period, and, uh, <laughs> and there was this thing that we had, a Boy Scout is, you know, thrifty and honorable and blah, 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 blah. I can't yeah. remember what they are. But I thought it was a great thing to teach young men how to be virtuous, mm-hmm. and so what I did is I adapted the concept to the kinds of things that these are 10 virtues, yeah. moral and intellectual virtues that every— mm-hmm. um, ambassador for Christ should seek to develop in their life. I actually have this um, uh, the, on my computer, and I, I read the list every single month. Mm-hmm. First week of the month, I, I always read the list again, carefully, just to remind myself of the kind of person that I want to be in an incarnational way, the way yeah. you were just describing, Doug.
0: It's kind of a yeah. personal creed, almost. It's mm-hmm. You're your, your rallying around the That's kind right. of person that you know the, you want to become. Exactly. Craig. this has been great. Huh. Thanks for Thank coming out. We've <laughs> had a great for, yeah, time. Yeah, this has been here. long awaited and we've, we've just been so excited. To have I've you. had a great time myself. Thank well, thanks you. so much for joining us. Guys, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. See you next Tuesday. If you're a podcast listener and you enjoyed this episode, consider giving us a rating or a review on iTunes. If you do, you'll help other people find us in the future. And if you're thinking, hey, listening's great, but is there a way I can watch these episodes? Yeah, there is. Subscribe to the Saddleback Church YouTube channel for video versions of these conversations, plus lots of other video content. And if you're already watching us on YouTube, subscribe to the podcast, so you can listen in the car or wherever else you go. Lastly, you can always get in touch with us by emailing maturity at saddleback.com. Send us your thoughts, send us your questions, your Bible questions, your life questions, whatever. Who knows? Your question just might inspire an upcoming episode. Thanks again for tuning in to Doable Discipleship. I'm Doug Jones, and I hope you'll join us again next week.